Computer, initialize Holosuite. Space, the final frontier. Let's see what's out there. There are a million things in this universe you can have, and there are a million things you can't have. It's no fun facing that, but that's the way things are. You can deny me all you want. But you cannot deny Ben Sisko. Exist. Dismissed. Let's start with expression four. Get out. Hello, and welcome to Her First Trek. Her is me, and I am Katie. And I am Kyle. You know what's really funny? What? Like, I felt nervous as you were introducing the show, because as we record this, the episode that just got released today was when you forgot the name of the show, when you did the intro. What do you mean? Oh. As you went to do it, I thought, is she going to forget the name again? It's but you didn't. a while now. Yeah, Not been... my first or second rodeo. Or third rodeo. I can't remember which four. episode we've released. We're on episode seven, guys. Uh, seven. Track. So thank you for sticking with <laughs> it's us. It's now my seventh yeah. rodeo. <laughs> Katie's seventh rodeo. Thank you so much for well for listening to us all these weeks so far. We've had great feedback on it. It's nice to be releasing regularly. Blast Shield obviously has like a 10, 10 week blast and then stops. But No pun intended. Ah, we... I didn't even hear myself do that. Ah. Sometimes we just drop these little nuggets in. We do. No script on this show, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> As if you needed telling. It's probably why it's so hard to edit sometimes. I know, right? She says that because she wouldn't even know where to start on an edit. Oh, wow. Lies after lies. You have a sickness. <laughs> It's the only way I could rope you into the show, though, Yeah, was to assure you yeah. that there was no other work other than having to watch Star Trek on TV. Which it's was... work enough. <laughs> and then the podcast. I mean, you say that, but I think we're on episode seven, and I think we may have already converted you for the most part. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm full-blown Trekkie now. So how have you been, Katie, since two weeks ago on this show? Yeah. Anything happened? Uh, not a lot. Stuck in. Did just have a really creepy conversation with my son, which could be my little share of the day. I'm worried now that we're going to make our son seem weird Maybe. for everyone. Should I keep it? No, nah, I won't keep it to myself. I was putting him in bed and I was reaching over for the remote and he licked me. And I said, wow, did you just lick me? He said, yeah. And I was like, why? He said, because I like the way you taste and I've been waiting to eat you all this time. And he <laughs> said, I've, be- I've wanted a mummy for all this time so that I could eat one. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then he just laughed solidly for like five minutes, really staring into my eyes, laughing at me as well. And then he just stopped and started watching TV. <laughs> you know, if the worst happens and Harrison eventually becomes some kind of serial killer and they're making a documentary about him. Yeah, we will tell that story. Yeah. As part of how the signs were always And there. it'll be a different, very different feeling to the story. Like right now it's hilarious. Yeah. If he does end up committing matricide, then I'll... Yeah. Matricide? Is that what it's called when you... What, if you murder a mother? So. Wow. It's sad that that's I'm clearly sure happened. I'm sure we've had this conversation have on we? this show have already. We? I'm sure we have. Because we were talking about, like, serial killers. And yeah. Oh, we were. Yeah. 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 I think it did come up. Yeah. God, we're actually repeating ourselves. And we're only on, like, episode seven. We've run out of material. Welcome to lockdown three. Yeah. Yeah. Point um, zero. <laughs> it would be... Remiss of me not to uh, mention a big piece of sad news in our family that's happened since the last episode was taped, which is that our family dog, uh, Reno, a handsome slash beautiful slash the kindest dog I could have ever hoped for, passed away. So 
we've actually got a little while until this episode airs. So by the time it goes out, uh, then, you know, it's going to have been a few months for us since it happened. But as it stands, you know, I'm still hurt and I always will, but I'm not asking for anyone's sympathy or anything. It's going to have been quite some time. But uh, I just feel like deserve to mention Reno. Yeah, we've. We, I'm sure he's um, his snoring has made an appearance in the past. Yeah. So particularly on episodes of The Expanse, because I used to, well, I still do record those ten thirty UK time uh, through until sometimes you know half twelve one at one a.m. And, and he would often be snoring, so I'd have to like try and mute that on the audio or, or take it out on the edit. Mm. So, so yeah, I mean, God bless you, Reno. If you're listening, raise a glass for our babe. Yeah. Miss you, buddy. So let's talk about slightly cheerier topics, though, uh, this week. It snowed. It did snow. It did snow. Not much. Enough. First time in about two years, though, three years. Yeah. In, I mean, a couple of years ago, we got, like, snowed in. Oh, yeah. Remember I opened the door, the front door to go to the shop, and you were in the front room with Harrison. So I opened the front door to go to the shop, and it was about higher than my knee, I think, the snow. So I tried to step out. My foot actually went all the way through the snow, which would have been past a step, and I fell onto the car bonnet, almost knocked myself out. And it, it crossed my mind as I got up that if I had if I'd actually knocked myself out on the car, I would have just rolled into the snow, probably continued to get covered by it. You wouldn't have come to look for me for a little while because... I would have thought you were at the shop. Yeah, and it, a long trip given how hard it was to walk in the snow... So I probably would have just died out there and remained out there for quite some time. And I was really pregnant. But there was an imprint of our door. That's that's how bad it was, wasn't there? Well, against the when snow. You, no, when you opened oh, when the you door, opened it, yeah, there was, it was like, like a, do- a door Another snow. door of snow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh, that was bad. That was bad. That was fun, It was only a sprinkling today, but it just made everything feel so clean and magical outside. The kids had fun. Yeah, until they didn't. Until their hands got wet. I couldn't find gloves for them, so they were wearing my socks over their hands. And they and they had a... <laughs> Eliza threw a snowball down Harrison's top. By accident, we should add. Yeah, but... It that, kicked off. That kind of changed things. <laughs> yeah, because Harrison then got a handful of snow and decided to deliberately... Pelt her with it. Pour it down her, her top and coat. So yeah, I think they came in shortly after that. So we've got three episodes of Star Trek to talk about yeah. this week. And we'll just put it out there now. We're not going to heavily push it, but I do have a separate website, nerdsince86.com. That's 86 as the numbers. And through that website, we do an after show for this one. So if you want to hear our final, final, final random thoughts and how Katie would rank the episodes against each other that we discuss on this show today, you can go to our Patreon page and just Sign up for the Trekkie package, which will give you access to the after show and all previous after shows, which will never be released anywhere else. They're just for our patrons. Go check that out. And please just check out nerdsince86.com anyway for me. That'd be much appreciated. So Katie, you get to choose from three episodes this week. I'm ready. This time we're talking about TNG's Justice, DS9's Dax, and Voyager's Eye of the Needle. Which one are we going to start with? Spin your wheel. Oh, yeah. I forgot. It's a bit it's a bit dusty. I need to get a real sound effect for I spinning know, your wheel, right? don't I? Yeah. It's copyrights and everything. You've got to be careful with that stuff. And then when it gets onto that bit, there needs to be like a special her first track sound effect. I don't know what it's going to be. You have to come up with one. A jingle. Oh, I, was not, I wasn't thinking a jingle. I was thinking like a word. If you like, do want to do a jingle, if you want to record one, we're 
Uh, it's currently lacking at the time of recording a jingle for Hollow Sweet Media. If you'd like to do the whole Hollow Sweet Media. You know I want to do that. But yeah, because <laughs> the, the, the guy who did it previously is long gone now, so we might need a new one. But let me just do this again. And then let me play for you the song that it always makes me think it's going into. It's music from a TV show. Okay. Okay. You can tell me what it is. Let me do it for like a few seconds first, though. Okay. Because you'll get it right away. So it's like, computer, initiate Holosuite program. Holosuite media. No? <laughs> that stopped really suddenly. Why yeah. did it make you think of that? I don't know. That's a really strange. So that connection. tune, for anyone wondering, was uh, it was like the theme song, not the theme song. It was for Doctor Who, the Eleventh Doctor, and that was like his his music. Action. Yeah, his action music. Whenever anything would come in, so whenever I hear "Hollow Sweet Media," it's, it's into that. Oh. So I always get disappointed when it's not that music that comes out right so after. So always. It. Yeah, every single time. <laughs> So I start every podcast I listen to, even our own ones, with disappointment. Sounds about right. But you can do a jingle for us. I will. It's going to be super jazzy. We'll work on <laughs> <laughs> this. This whole jingle debate might even be over by the time this airs. There may already be one on. Yeah, because I'll have already done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a point of town Steve for you. Okay, so which episode are we doing? Um, we're going to start with Dax. Oh, a little bit of DS9. What the hell's going on, Dax? If I'm going to help you, you've got to help me. I don't expect any help, Benjamin. Thank you, though. Are you crazy? Treason and murder. On Kleistron 4, either of those gets you the death penalty. What's the matter with you? Talk to me before I have to let these people take you. No. I'm sorry, Benjamin, but no. We've got 18, 20 years of friendship behind us. I'm Judzia Dax now. That was Curzon Dax you knew for 20 years. So when the Dax part of you survived from one host to the next, it really didn't take our friendship along. Benjamin, you know you're still my very dear friend. I'm sorry. Until this point, for anyone who's not listened to the show before, you know, DS9 has... Well, I think about a podcast, one of the ones I was listening back to recently, where you said the stories are really grabbing you on DS9. You really enjoy the stories... But the characters weren't grabbing you. Mm. And I was a little shocked by this, knowing what's to come. So I'm not worried. Because I know that DS9 does great character work. So now you want to start with DS9, though. So mm. should we tell me why, or should we go through the plot first? We'll go through the plot first, I think. Okay, so at the request of one of our listeners, and you know who you are, if you remember our conversation, Liam, we're going to get Katie to, once again, give us her version of the plot in about 60... Well, no time limit, but we're going to shoot for 60 seconds. Okay. At most. I didn't know I was being timed. Okay, I want okay. time on it. But here we go. I want a, we want a Katie-style recount of events that happened in Dax when you're ready. Okay. So, Dax and Julian having a drink or something. They're together anyway doing something. And Julian is super rapey as usual. Oh, and he <laughs> says to Dax, hey, I'll walk you back to your room. And she's like, no, you're all right. 
but Julian doesn't take no for an answer, quite luckily on this occasion. And <laughs> she gets kidnapped by some people. And because Julian didn't take no for an answer, he's gone and he's found out that she's not there or something. And she finds her combat and he's like, what? Oh, no. He fights for her. No, yeah, he does. No, he gets in a fight with those people and then he gets knocked out. And then when he wakes up, he finds her combat mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, my God. And then he calls... Cisco and they're like oh no what's gonna happen and then the people try to take Dax away and they don't manage to because Cisco shuts off all the airlocks and something else yeah yeah anyway he manages to get them back and then they're like hey you can't bring us back here because we have an arrest warrant for Curzon Dax and they're like what and then they find out that Curzon Dax killed this guy's dad but then oh god what's the name Jadzia Jadzia yes Dax isn't saying much about it and she's just being totally like blasé and it's like come on woman fight for yourself and then there's this like whole thing about whether they're allowed to arrest her or not because was it really her that did it or was it Curzon Dax are they different people are they the same person mind-blowing then they have some trial with this really really harsh woman who is like the judge and they have to prove that Jadzia Dax and Curzon Dax are not the same person and the guy I can't remember the guy's name who's trying to arrest her is it like Elon? president charles oh. logan yes <laughs> that was his name so we're going to call him logan president logan we're going to call him now because we know him from 24 and the iconic character of president charles logan so he, he keeps just, cropping up he does, yeah. the moment. so we'll just call him charles logan so logan is like it's the same person and then a bunch of people come in like kira and julian who has to say that they have different brain waves and stuff oh and at the same time all this is going on odo goes to visit logan's mummy and he's like well what's going on here um but she won't really say anything either and then it turns out that colonel dax and her had been getting freaky getting it on getting freaky having sexual intercourse with one another Thank you for clarifying. And the reason that Jadzia Dax is being so, like, coy, McCoy, is that she (laughs) is... You're awful. I know. Is that she just doesn't want to reveal those secrets because she feels like a kind of obligation to her previous Mm. symbiote. And then it all turns out anyway that they can't really try her for that because it's not her. And because Charles Logan's dad was actually a traitor. Yes, he, he was, was a traitor. traitor. Yeah, he, he was got like killed by those who was. Hero. Yeah, he got killed by those who were helping. Oh, and then Jadzia and that Charles Ogre's mum like go for a little walk, and there's like a lovely little connection between them, and that's it. There we go. Well done. Thank you. I, mean, I did quite well. You did. I mean, it was more than two minutes, but sorry. we had a really, really. Oh, sorry, two minutes, one minute. It was more than one minute, but we had a really good comprehensive description. Thank you. Of everything. Well done to you. Thank you. Do I get some kind of gold stars? Uh, you can pat yourself on the back. That's what the teachers tell Harrison in the uh, online teaching. There you go. <laughs> Live long and prosper. You're back. As you were doing then. That sounds... Yeah. You can LLAP yourself. That sounds like a sex position. <laughs> Probably is. Well, there is the one called the Spock. You, have you ever heard of the Spock? No, but I just you're doing the hand movements, so I know exactly what so, it is. So I used to work for a guy... Brilliant guy, good good mate, who used to joke about spocking people. Where is this guy? And it was like if you didn't if you didn't bust your ass in work, he was gonna spock you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. I mean nowadays you couldn't really say that stuff. No. And you can only assume if you put yourself in the if you do the live long and prosper uh gesture, you imagine look at the hand and if it's used in a sexual 
context of how one might be spocking someone. So you might be entering two different places, so to speak. I think you should edit this out. Spock. Edit this out. I'm gonna spock you. Take it out. Why? Cut. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. I don't do anything that tarnishes your reputation, don't worry. Your dad uh, listens to this. I know he does. That's why I always think about that when I do it. <laughs> okay, so first thing we should ask is what did you think of the episode? I really liked it. You did really like this one. I did. Mm. I thought that the whole like moral conundrum of that is so that's so interesting. Yeah. Because you can't no, you can't blame her for it. She didn't do it, but she kind of did. But yeah. she didn't. See, for me, I think that there's no question that she shouldn't be responsible for the uh, the actions of Brewer's host because it's not Dax who controls Jadzia. Jadzia mm. just kind of hosts Dax, you know, like is carrying Dax, shares memories and, and things with Dax. Dax doesn't make decisions for Jadzia. Mm. If we keep that in mind, we know that it wasn't Dax who potentially would have done the crime that Curzon was being accused of. It was Curzon. So you couldn't even say, well, Jadzia should be punishable because she's carrying the Dax symbiont that did it because it wasn't Dax who actually did it. It was Curzon was the allegation. So there should never have been any doubt, really, that neither Dax nor Jadzia were accountable for the behaviour of Curzon. Although you could then argue, on the other hand, is that imagine, and you'll see this as time goes on, we'll find out more about other Jadzia's hosts. Imagine, uh, Dax hosts, sorry. Imagine if... Before Curzon, there'd been six Dax hosts who'd all been murderers, every single one of them. Now, one could assume then, if Curzon was being accused of something, you could say that, well, there's clearly something about Dax, or at least the lives Dax has had, that is influencing Hmm. through its memories and stuff. Weird, isn't it, to think about? But there's no question about it. And it's it's nothing anyway, because obviously Curzon didn't do it. But what do you think about Jadzia not speaking up for herself at all. I was really frustrated by it at first. It pissed me off. But I actually, out of all the characters, I really like her. And I really, not relate to her, but like, I find her the most connectable. That's not a word. I have the most connection with her. You can identify with the girl with the slug in her belly. Yes. Finally, I've been able to say it out loud. No, I, I mean, I just, I really, I just like her character. And I thought there has to be something... There has to be a good reason she's not saying anything about mm. this. And I thought, by the end, I was like, wow, that's so loyal of her. Although I could see how much it was pissing Cisco off. Oh, he was mad. Because before now, the Cisco jadzia thing has kind of been carrying on from Curzon, isn't it? Cisco's acted like he's known Jadzia forever. But it finally comes up in this episode that he really doesn't know Jadzia. Curzon was his friend. But Jadzia's acting out of character herself in this instance. So I thought it was interesting that... They did finally address this sort of elephant in the room, which is that Jadzia and and Cisco do not know each other mm. at all. They just have someone that a connects mutual them. friend. Yeah, a mutual friend, don't they? And I thought it was interesting. But I do love that they really sort of defined Jadzia's character by all the things she'd achieved before mm. she became yeah. a host for Dax, like all the stuff she'd done in Starfleet Academy and all these things. It was like she did all that before the Dax symbiont was in her, so... You know, this is the kind of person that Chadzia is. I like that. Yeah. But Curzon, what a dirty boy, eh? Mm. Dirty, dirty I wonder if, like, Curzon. while he was, like, getting freaky with Logan's mum, whether the little Dax was like, yeah. Are you partaking in a menage a trois? I mean, that's a whole other moral argument, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Interesting. So this was an enjoyable episode for you. Are you now seeing the Cisco and Chadzia relationship as... Not because you said previously it's got some sexual mm. undertones to it. 
did this episode kind of get rid of that for you when you um, saw that he's kind of just looking out for Jadzia? And... Yeah, a bit. I just think maybe maybe just because she's so pretty, like she's just maybe got sexual chemistry with everybody. She has a wickedness in her eyes, which makes it look like she's all right, down boy, flirting with everyone, but she's not, you know. But I think that's why everyone like falls for her as well. Maybe that's why they all think she's interested. Julian needs to calm it down. <laughs> he needs to get back in his cage. Yeah, it's like, mate, you ain't going to win her by being overly keen. It's hard to believe that he is a ladies' man, because no. people who I've known in real life that are like Julian, well, they aren't ladies' men's. <laughs> ladies' he... men's? Lady, ladies' men. Lady men? That's completely different. <laughs> the thing is, he's not a bad-looking guy. He's, he's a really good-looking older man now, I think. Is he? I mm. like a good-looking older he's man. He's on Game of Thrones. You don't remember him from Game of Thrones? Um, no. Who was he on Game of Thrones? Um, he was the king on, where was like, you know, the really hot place across the water? Where that guy was from with the mountain exploded his head. Yeah. Was he the king, was he? He was the king. He was like his brother. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, He's only in like one or two episodes. Yeah, good looking Mm. guy. But just back off. Like, if you just leave it, if you calm it down, people will come to you. Okay. You're a hot doctor, you know? Okay, let's move on to the next episode then. Okay. So you have to get to choose between... Voyager's Eye of the Needle or TOS's oh, or TNG's Justice. I'm going for Justice. Are you telling me that there's no crime here whatsoever? No one breaks any laws? Once they did. Long, long ago there was much disorder. But not now. But I've seen no sign of, of police. Oh, we have very few. They are called mediators, and they are needed only in one place each day. The punishment zone, an area that's selected for a period of time. It's a completely random selection? No one but our mediators know what place or for how long. We're very proud of the wisdom of our ancestors. No person ever knows where or when a zone will be. And so no one risks death. Death? By breaking any law. Wait, explain this. Only one punishment for any crime. Anyone who commits any crime in the punishment zone dies? The law is the law. Our peace is built on that. Even a small thing? Such as ignoring the rule, keep off the grass? Well, then no one breaks that rule. Who wants to risk execution? Hit me with your description of events. (laughs) I don't think this one's going to be quite so detailed, but I will give it a go. Right. So... The crew are stressed and someone's like, hey, I found an M-class planet. We should go and just like chill down there for a bit. And Picard's like, eh, well, okay, I'm going to send some people down there to just take a little look around, see if it's okay. And then you can tell me if it's okay. And so he sends down, I can't remember, it's Worf, Riker, Wesley for some reason, Natasha. Troy. Troy. Is that it? it? Yeah. And they all go down there and they are met by a sight of people who kind of look... Well, they are humans, but they're like really good looking, tanned, blonde humans with minimal white clothing on. Mm. And they run everywhere. They run everywhere. It's like Baywatch, but on steroids. It's my worst nightmare. Yeah. Just having to... Well, having to move generally. And having to wear that little clothing. Yeah. It was a bit awkward. Can you imagine me on that planet, in that clothing? You would hate it. It would give... Imagine if they beam down, and they're greeted by me, running. So, my awkward run I do, 
and probably I don't think I've need to stop two seconds run. with the clothes on, which would not be flattering on me at all. And then I greet them. I feel like we'd be in for a different kind of episode if in, that happened. In like the orangey <laughs> tan that they've got as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. I'd look like Trump. You would look like Trump. Ah. Mm. Oh. Think about that later. I won't. <laughs> um. Now I'm just thinking about Trump spocking someone. Thanks. A lot. Oh dear. God. Um. So they all go down there and they're like, "Wow, this is too good to be true," because everyone's so happy and good looking, and they're so like free love they're like 60s people and doesn't she say something like they will make love at the drop of a hat basically yeah they've all gone there to have sex it's really weird when they're all like talking about it on the ship and they just do it in like life as well they're just going down to get laid like in front of everybody and they just don't care but they're they're having a great time it's like perfect holiday planet for everyone you know i think it was probably gene roddenberry's idea of a perfect holiday planet yeah um, but I did like how when they were greeted by that guy and that girl, they were all like hugging them. And then they got to Wesley and they obviously recognised that he was a minor. And they were like, <laughs> how do you deal with minors? And I was like, I hope the same way that you do. You just leave them a fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. um, but she at least she asks, which yeah. is nice, I guess. And then they all go off and they have their shore leave. And then Natasha is talking to one of them. And he's like, yeah, we have no crime here because everyone's just so perfect. And it's like, wow. And then Wesley is like running around with some teenagers and he's making friends. And then he is playing catch and he falls into like a flower bed. And it turns out that that's a capitally punishable crime. Yeah, so they they change the location every day or any time of one spot you're not allowed to go in on the grass. And if you do that, you get killed, basically. And they don't tell you where it is. It's just done to stop any of the people from basically going anywhere they maybe shouldn't, just in case. I mean, I'm going to defend them a little bit in this instance, because Wesley didn't just step on a flower. He pretty much crashed through a, a whole setup. I mean, that setup. was thick. I was kind of like, yeah, that's really not, not cool, Wesley. But it did seem a bit OTT. And at the same time, obviously, there's this alien thing in space. Oh, yeah. A ball that, comes floating into the yeah, spaceship and lands on Data's head. Yeah. And doesn't want the Enterprise getting involved in what's going on on the planet, basically. Yeah. It's like, leave my children alone. Yeah. So Picard gets involved. There's a trial. Yeah. All these things. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to kill Wesley. Yeah. And then Wesley's mum, Dr. Crusher, is like, don't let them kill my boy. And then he's like, don't worry. I won't. And then... He's like, but how do I do that without breaking the Prime Directive? It's tense. And he didn't care, though. He was going to do it. He was going to do it. He's like, I mm. won't let them execute your boy. Yeah. No matter what the cost. And then that God thing is like, leave my children alone. And then that girl goes up to the ship. And yeah. she's like, wow, this is amazing. And then she sees the God and she starts having a freak out. And she's like, oh my God, I'm sharing an orbit with God. Mm. And then... He just takes Wesley. And by he, I mean Picard. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Yes. And then he's like, oh, yeah, isn't the god mad? Because they also put humans on another planet in the system. Oh, yeah. They he agreed to. And he's like, I'll take them take away. Them yeah. And then the god just kind of disappears. And Picard's like, we cool, bro? Yeah. And then the god's like, just goes. So I guess he's cool. And then credits. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of build up and... No finish. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We've all been there. Your face right now is brilliant. What are you trying to say? Oh, okay. So, what did you think, Katie, 
of justice. It was ridiculous. I mean... You didn't like this one, did you? I know, I, I didn't mind it. Oh, I think at the time you rated it as uh, not good. I liked the idea. The idea of going to a planet where you maybe think their rules are a bit ridiculous, but that's their rules... And then they're going to punish you. And then do you remove that person? Do you break the... Pr- like, all of that, mm. in theory, is grand. However, the whole thing with the outfits and the free love, it was just really weird. And also, like you said, there was a lot of build-up. And I was waiting to see what decision Picard was going to make. And then he was just like, yeah, so I'm going to take the boy. We cool? <laughs> And then the god did nothing. The people yeah. did nothing. So it was like, why have we bothered arguing about it all this time? We could have just taken him in the first place. <laughs> Instead of letting this poor, like, what is he, 14? Yeah. 14-year-old kid sit in a jail cell, think he's going to get murdered. And he was there for ages. And then his mum was in turmoil as well. It just seemed like a bit of a pointless exercise. I guess the whole build-up was Picard wanted to keep his conscience clean, that he'd follow the prime directive. But when that couldn't... Picard does not strike me as the kind of person who wants a clean conscience. Really? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because he's he's harsh. But I think he wants to know he's followed rules. He wants others to follow rules around I him. I guess. I'm going to say that like early into TNG's run, and we've seen it a bit in the TOS episodes, the over-sexualization oh. is... And I'm not a prude. But I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable with it all, just because it seems unnecessary. We aren't prudes. We, I think Christmas Eve, we watched Fifty Shades of Grey as our <laughs> Christmas Eve movie before we went to bed, you know? Like, there ain't no prudes in this household. And I found it a little tame. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, that's got me worried. I just think it just seems so unnecessary and it just takes me out of the episodes, you know, because it just seems over the top. And Like, if you'd had an, an episode where you went down to this race of people who were all about free love and, like, maybe were, like, a bit boho, you know, running around, they're fit as a fiddle or a flute, a Picard's flute. Honestly, every time. <laughs> However you can do it. You bring Picard's mean, flute. I didn't into... mean to sandwich that in there. Um... <laughs> oh, oh! Well, there she goes again. No, no. I mean, like, if if all of that had been a thing, that would have been fine. But to have them dressed that way and so scantily clad, like, I felt awkward for the actors, mm. not just the women, the men as well. You wouldn't wear one of those outfits in the right circumstances, but not just for my everyday attire. <laughs> Would you run everywhere? Because you are doing... Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, you really think that one piece of fabric like that is going to contain me <laughs> when I run? I can think of two things that would probably make Escape. an appearance very quickly. Yeah. Yes. I would <laughs> not run in that. No. And also, think of the spillages, guys. You're wearing white all the time. Who does your laundry? I'm taking life into what your own hands. What do you use? <laughs> I know. I'd I'm, like some tips. I'm really having trouble getting some stains out of, <laughs> out of clothes right now. <laughs> so this episode wasn't great for you. Mm. No. Premise, yay. But just execution, nay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's not hang around on that one then. Let's move on as swiftly as they did within the episode <laughs> from the point. Uh, let's move we on. We shouldn't have even talked about the no, ending. No, we, we shouldn't. Should have. Just left it. Uh, let's move on to your last one then. No wheel to spin. Let's talk Star Trek Voyager. Show you've been enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, reasonably throughout the run. I think on our scorecard for you is actually highest right now star trek voyager episode called eye of the needle i'll tell the crew they can have the satisfaction of knowing that their messages have reached their families captain i did not want to mention this until after our guest had left 
I checked the computer's databanks for a Romulan scientist named Telek Ramor. And? I'm sorry to report, Dr. Ramor died in 2367. That was four years ago. And that is correct. Before he would have sent our messages. Maybe he left a will, telling someone else to transmit the messages. Or he could have given our computer chip to the Romulan government. It is possible. Unfortunately, there is no way to know. So in this episode, they come across a wormhole. Turns out they get there and they're like, wait, I can't see it. And it's actually only about 30 centimetres wide. So you take, think of your school ruler, the ones which you to bend in half and then click in to become a 30 centimetre ruler. Mm. That's how big this wormhole is. We ain't flying through that, are we? So they Not check. Not very flexible. <laughs> they check. Turns out it's actually reaches through to the Alpha Quadrant. What's the chance of that? A one in four chance, apparently. But um, that's what they say in the episode. And so they did it. I mean, I don't understand it anyway, because that's only within what, within the Milky Way galaxy, I believe. Kind of, the so quadrants. there's only four quadrants, fine. Of the Milky Way galaxy. But. There could be another galaxy. Yes, and also, what one in four chances of finding a wormhole and that leads well, to the Well, that Delta they had quadrant. the wormhole, one in four chance, then it would go to the Alpha Quadrant. Oh, that, oh right. I find that, I find that doesn't work for me because it could have gone, it could have gone anywhere in the universe, mm. couldn't it? But I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get fussy over that. In any space or time. Exactly. That's what a wormhole does. Exactly. But it turns out it is the Alpha Quadrant on the other side. Uh, they speak to someone, turns out it's the Romulans. Um, he's clearly lying about who they are, they talk to him, eventually they work out a way to beam him over so he can help them get all the Federation. But then, oh no, they find out actually the wormhole goes to the past as well. So I don't, can't remember how many years it is. Like it's like 13, 30. 30, yeah, whatever it is. So he can't do anything about it, which would pollute the timeline. So they give him messages and stuff to give to the family at the right time for when Voyager goes missing and to so that they can let Starfleet know as well what's happened to the ship and it hasn't just gone missing in the Badlands or been destroyed. And yet, right at the end, we get another twist from Voyager. We get the whole humdinger that he died a couple of years before mm. he was meant to provide the message. Mm. So the messages would never have actually got to Starfleet or to their families. He may have passed it to someone else. I know, he could have done that, but I feel I like he wouldn't I hope he was have. that responsible. I hope that when he, yeah, I can't remember how they said he died. If it was like, if he knew he was going to die, I'd like to think that he would have. Otherwise, that's just really shitty. You know what's really shitty is that Tuvok knew this, but didn't tell Janeway for a bit. He waited until... until He's so weird. He waited until she was at her happiest to start pissing in her crisps, you know? On her chips, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Pissing on her chips? Yeah. I was going to say pissing on a sandwich, so I would have really been off. Chip buddy. A piss chip buddy. Win win. Uh, win win. So I really like this episode. I know not I know it's not an action episode, I know not, not a whole lot happens in it, but I remember that that twist at the end that he died. I remember watching that as a kid, and that has just made it always one of those classic episodes to get to for me with Voyager. But at the same time, I can appreciate it's not a great episode. I just think the twist makes it into a, a memorable mm-hmm. episode. I mean, what did you think of, of it? I, I'm in two minds about this one because I'm like, it was a really good idea. And oh my God, how, like, if you put yourselves in their shoes, how excited must they have been to mm. think, oh my God, even if we can't get through there, 
maybe there's a way we can make it wider or someone on the other side can make it wider or I can at least pass messages through mm. and then they realised that it's back in time and I was like, ooh. But then I thought, yeah, they can still pass messages through. But then at the end of the episode, it's like, well, that may as well have not happened and everyone got excited for no reason and that sucks. And like you said, Tuvok, I just, I just think he's a bit of a dick. I just don't like him at all. Falcons are normally quite, even though they're quite like, down the line, down the middle, pretty straight. They're quite fun. I love a Vulcan. I love a good Vulcan. No, I do. Tuvok's not a good Vulcan. No, he's, I'm not he's feeling not my right favorite. Now. He's actually my least favorite Vulcan. Whoa. I mean, I don't I agree know with that you. many. I agree with you. Well, I'm trying to think of all the shows. The only, the only three regular Vulcans we've had is... <laughs> Hashtag rate my Vulcan. <laughs> Hashtag rate my Vulcan. <laughs> to Paul. To Paul. Oh, definitely. Spock, though. Which Spock? Uh, Ethan Peck. He's my Spock. And you saw him first, didn't you, before Leonard? Yeah. It's okay. like you, when you have your Bond. Yeah. And your Doctor. Oh, yeah. 11 He's Falcon. my Spock. He's your Spock. Hashtag rate my Spock. <laughs> no, my Vulcan. Oh, sorry. Hashtag. Well, well maybe also, we need to rate yeah, my Spock because we've also got Zachary Quinto. Two. Oh, three? Yeah. Oh, I do like... Oh, he was my first Spock, actually. Was he? Yeah. You always remember your first Spock. I do. And your first Spock in. <laughs> you always remember your first Spock in. I think that's, I think that goes without saying, to be fair. Oh, man. <laughs> I should clarify for the sake of my old boss that I know you couldn't say those things now. I'm not even sure you could say them then, actually, but <laughs> he was actually a good motivator, <laughs> even when he wasn't threatening to Spock. I mean, I know what I would you. do if someone threatened to Spock me versus work. I'd be cleaning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the big twist then, the fact he did die before, was that like a gut punch for you? Yeah, a little bit, because I felt really sad for the crew. You know, I love Janeway so much. I just love her. And I was like, oh, she really wants to send that message back to her man and her mm. dog. That was rubbish. You look a bit sad now. I am a bit. I don't know I'm if it's just because of the wine that you've had. Or... For the record, I've only had one glass of wine. I know. I just wonder if the wine was making you sad. About it. Wine doesn't make me sad. <laughs> Wine makes me happy. Yeah. Oh my. Famous final words of a track character. What? Wine makes me happy? No. no. Oh. That's definitely not the. I was going to say, words. what a weird thing. Oh my. Oh, who is it? Hmm. I have to watch and find out. I'm going to Google it. Don't. <laughs> don't do that. Why would you do that? I don't mind spoilers. You no. know how we don't like to be surprised. I'm not, I can't because there could be people listening to this who've never. Mm. If, uh, who are also joined us for the first time. So what do you think of this episode of Voyager? It was okay. It was it was fine. It just, it didn't really amount to much. Pretty similar to the TNG one. It was just mm. all a bit like, it kind of like <laughs> disappeared like a fart in the wind. Well. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, isn't that just a perfect description for it? It was a bit like, oh, well, there we go. Again, it was all build up. Yeah. And no finish. Yeah. And that was, that was okay. But I, I was excited for them at the time. And I, I was getting quite into the whole, the feelings that they must be having, you know? Well, I did like, I felt like it was quite original. There was always something else. Like they found the wormhole. Oh wait, it's too small. Oh, it does go to the Alpha Quadrant, but it's getting to a Romulan ship. And at this mm. point, actually, in the timeline, the Romulans had not made contact with the Federation for decades. So, but they didn't know that. Then they find, yeah, they found it was in the past. Then they, uh, and then he found out actually he died anyways. It felt like there was always goalposts were always moving, mm. so to speak. And I like that about it. I think I would probably say I enjoyed it more than you. 
Yeah, probably because you were like looking forward to it, or mm. maybe like you remembered some of the twists, and then you you don't get so invested, I guess, if you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel cheated or anything by it. I guess which maybe did you feel cheated by it a bit? Mm. Yeah, but that's how that they the felt. Problem. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I guess. you felt how how the writers wanted you to. I was basically a, a Voyager crew member. You were. You wish. No, if I had to. Oh. Okay, here's a question then. Which ship would you want to serve on? I would a hundred percent not want to serve with Kirk. That's a f- <laughs> fuck no. I feel like he's. A, <laughs> I, I feel like Kirk's getting a raw deal on this show. Maybe partly deserved at this point. If I was a guy, sure. Mm. As a woman, we'll be hanging out on a laugh. Do I want to hang out with that lot? Not really. <laughs> Maybe if I was a Klingon or something, because then no one would fuck with me, you know? Well, not the TOS Klingons, though. No, yeah, they... They, they, they just look normal. Way. Yeah, it's the, it's the later Klingons that you wouldn't really mess mm. with when they're the proper makeup. So not that one. Do I want to be on DS9? I could be on DS9. I could be on DS9, but I think I'd prefer Voyager. No, no, because I don't want to be stuck in the middle of nowhere. TNG? You, you do like... You know, you like, you like the D. S9. No, oh, the Enterprise D. Oh, uh, yeah. I also I'm trying to think about where thing. I would fit in. I know, I got it. I would want to be on the NX or one personally. But... What would you be, though? If I was on Kirk's ship, I'd probably be a red shirt. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be, but I think that's where I'd, mm. I'd find myself moved to some department where I go, I red and I'd die. Or lower decks. Yeah, yeah. If I was on the Enterprise D, what would I end up doing? Not sciences. I'm got... I enjoy science, but I've not got the patience to do that in my day-to-day job. Maybe I would be... I'd be a counsellor. I would work on Deanna Troy's team. If I was on DS9, security. Really? But in one of the Bajoran outfits. No. Can you imagine me in one of those Bajoran outfits? They would not be flattering. I'd, I'd be security, I think. Mm. Yeah. Probably means I'm going to die as well. Mm. But I'd like to hang out at Quarks quite a lot. And yeah. if I was on Voyager... Oh, God. What would I do on Voyager? There's mostly science vessels, so... Oh, I guess I'm some kind of scientist... No, I can't be a scientist. I look so disgusted. Neelix is sous chef. Ah, yes. So I'll help. I'll help Neelix cook. I'm trying to think what I would be. I'd quite like to be like Hoshi. Communications are well. That yeah. makes perfect sense for you. You are you are a linguist, so I you know. probably would be that on every ship. Do they have them on every ship? Uh, so don't they still Enterprise... get like, universal translators and stuff? Yeah, the Enterprise seventy one has communications officer. That's a Uhura. Great, I'll be me. On the D, I don't think we strictly had a communication, so to speak. But they would have had some. They would have had a department dealing with that as a whole. So you probably could. Maybe it'd be like more sort of operations kind of. And I'd get to do all the away missions because they'd be like, "Hey, we need someone to talk to the people," and I'd be like, "I love talking to the people." Oh, you do love talking to the people. It's one of my least favorable things about you. I basically just do it every day anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's like true. in uh, Aldi today, and a lovely chat with the person Did serving you? me. Yeah. I was telling her how I was really impressed with myself remembering my bags. And she was like, well done. I feel like if you're on DS9, you'd just be one of the shopkeepers on the promenade. Try and sell some kind of, I don't know, art pieces or... I would not be a good salesperson. I was not a good salesperson. <laughs> okay, but I'm not, I wasn't saying you'd last there on the promenade. Your business might go, uh, you know, out of business. And on Voyager, what would you be? An engineer. You'd be on the engineering team hanging out with Balana. Or best buddies with Harry Kim. Uh, we would get on really well. Maybe you and Tuvok would give you a chance <sighs> to get to know each other. No, you're right. Okay, so I think that's actually probably it for this week's episode then. Mm. We've talked about all three. Uh, we're now going to go record our after show, exclusively available at patreon.com forward slash nerd since 86. That's the numbers 86. 
by the way. Uh, you can go there and uh, subscribe to the Trekker Package to listen to the after show, where we're about to rank your episodes, Katie. For everyone who has listened to this show, thank you very much. I've had a great time recording this one, Katie. How about you? I've, had, I've really enjoyed myself. I'm trying to work out from your face if that's true. No, no, I was... And the reason that I'm staring at you is because the whole time you were, like, chatting then about Patreon and stuff, I was singing a little Patreon jingle in my head, which I was going to share with everybody, but it's gone now. Oh, damn it. I was about to ask <laughs> for the Patreon jingle. No, it's gone. Yeah, okay. It's too late. Maybe we'll try and come up with something else by, by our next episode. Yeah. Keep an eye on our social medias. We will be revealing the next episode content very soon, for which Trek episodes you may need to watch. If you're watching at Katie's pace, I'm curious to know if people are. I'd love to know if people are watching any of the episodes ahead of time that we're talking about. Because it's talking about episodes that aren't really the go-to ones that people revisit. So mm. maybe they... Uh... And I'd love to know if people share my opinions or mm. want to fight with me. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, don't be too harsh, but... Yeah, if you agree... Because I can't really defend myself. If you agree with Katie's opinions, let us know. Uh, if you want to fight Katie over her opinions... You're wrong. <laughs> oh, God. See, this is why... This is why you can't argue with her. But yes, please reach out to us. Uh, all the details for how to do so will be in the little ending bit now. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Katie, you can see us out. We will see you next time. Bye! Hosted by Katie Harbin and myself, Kyle West, her first Trek, a Star Trek review podcast, is produced by nerdsince86.com and is part of the holosuitemedia.com podcast network. If you would like extra content from us, including early access to her first Trek episodes, our Patreon-exclusive Her First Trek After Show, where we rank the episodes we've discussed each show, early access to Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast episodes, and much, much more, you can become a valued supporter of our show by signing up to our Patreon. Visit patreon.com forward slash nerdsince86 for more details. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from Her First Trek, be sure to follow at Her First Trek on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. To join the holosuitemedia.com community discussion group, simply type the Nexus, Holosuite Media's listeners community, into the Facebook search bar. Thank you for listening. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Star Podtrek, a podcast exploring Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future. And remember that Gene Roddenberry wrote the novel for the motion picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, about the search for God and everything, that part of and it. And there's a lot of details in that novel that didn't make it to the picture that actually opens up the scope of the Star Trek universe even more so. I mean, it's a great it, read. Yeah, he put he put other stuff in it. And, but, you know, but, I, but Scotty being a drunk, I don't know why. He, like, why wouldn't know, Scotty just yeah, continue yeah. to be an engineer and, you know, be a proud worker and Starfleet officer? Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. And then the doctor's just like, oh, this mumbo-jumbo, and walks over and is like, you put the coyote stone here, which will then, I don't know, put Chakotay into the mountains of the antelope women. What the fuck? What is an antelope woman? Well, the mountains of the antelope woman would be her boobies. So yeah, he's probably not coming back from Boobland. You definitely don't want to divert Chikose to there then, no. Not at all. <laughs>
Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Starbase 1, the Star Trek Online podcast. I don't really think that's a good idea. I order you to do it right now. Warning, the structural integrity field has collapsed. This is Admiral Quinn. You will be assigned to Starbase 1. Welcome to Starbase 1. I'm Colin. I'm Admiral Aaron. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. Starbase One is a dedicated Star Trek Online podcast. If you're a first-time listener, hello. If you're a dedicated decade listener and you've been wondering where the hell we are, we're back. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.